Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 AM across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCF Podcast at VHHA.com. Again, that is PCF Podcast at VHHA.com. And with that, today we're excited to have Dr. Jeffrey Gander, pediatric surgeon at UVA Children's Hospital, who, in addition to his important clinical work, is making a real difference in his community through an effort he's pioneering to provide fresh food to families in need. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first, welcome to the program, Dr. Gander. Yeah, thanks a lot, Julian. I really appreciate it. I feel very honored to be uh to be involved and to be uh, interviewed today. Well, we're glad to have you and we appreciate you making a few moments for us. So let me just start by saying that as a New Jersey native, it's always nice to have a fellow Jersey boy on the show. Ah, nice. What part of New Jersey are you from? Uh, Passaic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm from Scotch Plains. Um, I grew up uh, not too far from Newark. My dad is um, now he's retired, but was an airline pilot for, was originally People Express, then Continental, now United, and I'm based out of Newark. So, uh, yes, I grew up in New Jersey for a long time. This is the furthest south I've ever lived in my whole life, in Charlottesville, Virginia, for about the almost last seven years now. So, yes, I miss it, but I don't miss the winters for sure. I'm sure you feel the same way. Absolutely. Well, I've also lived in Michigan, so I've, I've, experienced, uh-huh. I've experienced some real winters. So. Yes, 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 I can imagine. So, geography aside, let's start by discussing food insecurity, which is an mm-hmm. issue you're tackling through your philanthropic efforts, what that means and its impact on health. I read a statistic indicating about 17% of families in the Charlottesville area suffer from food insecurity and lack consistent access to fresh fruits and vegetables. As the old saying goes, you are what you eat. And we know that so much of health is actually determined by social and environmental factors, including access to nutritious foods. So let's start with the obvious but important question. Why is access to healthy foods so critical to health and health outcomes? Uh, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. So, and truthfully, Charlottesville is you know, a representative of the whole country. Is probably around one in six people are food insecure and lack access access to healthy food. You are right. You, you are what you eat. And getting access and and eating fresh fruits, fresh vegetables is is so critical for your blood pressure, for your weight, for people who have diabetes, for for controlling their glucose levels. And if you can't afford those foods, you're you're probably going to choose other foods that are maybe less nutritious, but but that you can afford. Um, not that all fast food is bad, but certainly it, it lacks a lot of the nutritional vitamins and minerals, and and certainly everything that that you know vegetables and and fruits can provide. So we've noticed that a lot of our patients, you know, not just in my practice, but in a lot of the other pediatricians I work with, have so many medical problems, and a lot of it can be traced back to just not eating the right foods, you know, not eating the foods that are recommended by our by the USDA and by nutritional societies and, and by pediatricians. Well, we all learn when we're in school, or and maybe I'm dating myself, but we all learn that uh, that pyramid of nutritional value in mm-hmm. food. So it's always important to, re- to go back to that. And I appreciate your explanation about food insecurity. It seems intuitive, but it's always good to hear the underlying health implications about eating the right way. And so if you would, Dr. Gander, please tell us now about UVA Children's Hospital's partnership with the local food hub organization to provide fresh food to patients in need through the Fresh Pharmacy Program and the associated fundraising efforts that you've been involved with to support that initiative? I think this is a, uh, a great partnership. And I only learned about Local Food Hub, uh, gosh, about a year ago at this point, uh, right as COVID was hitting. 
there's a group in Charlottesville um, that works with food insecurity called Cultivate Charlottesville. And I volunteered with them one day to donate and distribute uh, lunches, school lunches for kids who are out of school at this point and otherwise were really dependent on that. And it was through them I started learning about local food hub um, that works with farmers really throughout the state, a little bit outside the state as well, but but definitely um, you know small farms that are are, are growing uh, healthy and you know fruits and vegetables and other types of food as well. And so I, I I met with them and said, gosh, this would be a great partnership if we could start working together. And in fact, at that point, they had already started working with a couple other clinics in Charlottesville, in, uh, including our Charlottesville Free Clinic, and, and would provide uh, free of charge for the patients a bag of groceries, uh, including you know, seven or eight different types of foods uh, every other week. And they had very good experience with it so far. And I said, gosh, you know, th- this would be perfect for our patients and especially for children and, and, and their parents. And, and so that's kind of how it got started. And um, in order to do that, we had to fundraise. And, um, you know, through private donors thus far, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, we raised about $12,000. And then recently, as people started to get more aware of it, uh, other foundations have started to approach us to, to get involved. And so, in fact, Ace Hardware Foundation um, has generously given us a grant to expand that, in fact, double the amount of money that, that we had raised up to that point. And so, um, that has really helped to get off the ground. And thus far, we have 10 families that we've enrolled that are receiving the, the food and the groceries. Um, it, we've been doing it for about the last three months, and, and everybody has just thanked us, and it's, you know, it's gone really, really well so far. And, and with a couple of these grants and, um, and generous donations, I think we're going to continue to expand it. Well, that's good to hear that you've got more people getting engaged and uh, wanting to be involved in this initiative. And so that prompts a natural question. If there's someone who's listening to this that wants to support these efforts, like the project you're involved in, is there a website or another place uh, that you would encourage them to visit to find out more or to contribute to this work? Yes. The, through the UVA Foundation, their UVA Foundation has a, a page set up for the Children's Hospital Fresh Pharmacy Program. It's a tax-free donation, and you do it through UVA, and you can use your credit card. I think they're going to get a few other things set up there, Venmo, that sort of thing. But um, it, it's very easy to do, and uh, you know, we sincerely appreciate, gosh, all the people who have donated and, and businesses that have donated to, to us. But yes, um, it, it's very easy to do. Okay, so sounds like just Google the UVA Foundation and then look for the Fresh Pharmacy Program, and we should point mm-hmm. out, quick editorial note, that pharmacy is spelled F-A-R-M, not P-H in this instance. That's right. All right, and then this is really important work, particularly as government and healthcare providers are increasing and intensifying focus on what we discussed a moment ago, the social determinants of health, uh, including access to fresh and nutritious foods, especially for those who live in food deserts. Hospitals across Virginia, including UVA, have undertaken efforts by supporting local farmers markets and local farmers engaging with them, as you mentioned, and programs to provide healthy food options to people in their communities. And now the General Assembly has just recently approved legislation pending approval by the governor to establish a work group and pilot program focused on promoting the consumption of fruits and vegetables by people in targeted populations. So as you see all these uh, sort of factors converging and resources sort of being brought to bear, what's your reaction as as you see more of these things coalescing? 
I, I think it's great. Uh, I, you know, I learned about that bill that they're putting forward a couple of months ago. In fact, our partners at Local Food Hub had brought that to our attention, and, and our group put a video together supporting the bill, and, and there's been many of our clients and patients also who have uh, put videos together supporting the bill. I, I think it's great, and uh, it's a long time coming, honestly. I mean, um, you know, this is a much less expensive way than needing medications for, for the rest of your life to, to control your diabetes or control your blood pressure. And, and I think the state assembly and, and the government, you know, Virginia government supporting this will, will just be great. And, but, you know, on a national level too, I mean, people are, are looking at this as well. We're actually applying for a grant to the USDA and with, with the hopes to show that we have efficacy in, in improving our patient outcomes. And, and that can be even more evidence to continue to expand these uh, government programs on a national level. Well, I appreciate you sharing that perspective. And now that we've tackled the serious stuff, Dr. Gander, I have a few other questions for you just to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the sure. work you do. The first, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but it's very appropriate mm-hmm. given what we've been discussing so far. In the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? And I guess the, the added parenthetical here is, would it be something healthy and nutritious or would it be something decadent? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, um, gosh, uh, growing up, um, my mom—I'm sure my mom will listen to this, so she would be mad if I didn't say this. Uh, my favorite food growing up was this um, meal called Chicken Kiev. Uh, it's this very spicy uh, garlic-filled uh, chicken. So that that would certainly be it. Uh, certainly be part of it. Um, as a as a Jersey boy, I definitely would say some good old New Jersey pizza uh, would be pretty good in there. Um, and uh, gosh, vanilla ice cream is by far probably my favorite meal. That, that said, I do love healthy and uh, food as well. You know, blueberries are, are one of my go-to ones these days. I, gosh, I probably eat those almost every day and, and some yogurt too. But yeah, chicken, p- pizza, ice cream. Yeah, I, I can never go wrong with those ones. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a, a well-balanced three-course meal. I will say uh, on the subject in New Jersey, and this is a South Jersey delicacy, and it is yeah. unhealthy, but it's tasty. Have you ever had panzerotti, which is the sort of inside-out pizza pocket that's deep-fried? No, no, in fact, no. I, I have a lot of friends from South Jersey, but I don't think I've ever, I've ever had that. Sounds pretty good, though. What's yeah, it, it called again? It's called panzerotti. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like uh, it's like a stromboli, but it's deep-fried oh, instead yeah, of baked, yeah, yeah. and so okay. like the pizza's on the inside, so it, it just sort of becomes like this you know, pizza soup almost on the inside. Oh, uh, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question for you, sir. What's the top item on your bucket list? Oh, great question. Um, I would say, um, so one of my favorite hobbies is snowboarding. Uh, I started doing that when I was in college uh, in New Jersey, and I've got a chance to travel mostly around the United States doing that. So I would say probably like some sort of heli skiing or heli boarding trip, uh, you know, somewhere in the Northwest, maybe up in uh, British Columbia. That's certainly on my my list. And the other thing is, um, you know, I know it's so much difficult to travel these days, but to go to Tahiti. My wife and I have talked about that at some point, getting a chance to travel out that way. We've been to Hawaii a couple times. We've been blessed to be able to do that, but I would love to travel out that way. Well, listen, fresh powder and, uh, you know, sun-kissed beaches are, mm-hmm. are two good places to, uh, to visit. And then finally, since we mentioned beaches, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Wow. Okay. Great question. All right. So movie. Um, 
Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai lately, and so I guess I would probably say Karate Kid. That's that's certainly one of my favorite movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Although I'm definitely a big Star Wars guy and a big Terminator uh, movie as well. But I, why don't we say Karate Kid for that one? Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off. Hat. Concentrate. Look in my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Um, and let's see, favorite book. Um, I've been reading a lot of Malcolm Gladwell books lately. I really, really enjoy his books. Um, but I guess I would say, honestly, it's maybe not a very common one you may think of, but a book I liked a lot growing up was Lonesome Dove, uh, Larry McMurtry. You know, it's a, um, uh, a Western book. I, I really, really enjoyed that when I was in my teens, uh, listening, uh, reading that book. And what was the third question again? Album. Album. Oh, uh, album. All right. And so this is also probably going to date me again. And I grew up in the 1980s. And, and I, I want to say it was the first uh, album I ever bought was uh, Def Leppard's Hysteria. Um, uh, kind of an old, uh, you know, 80s uh, hair metal band, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I don't think there's a bad song on the album. <laughs> oh, pour some sugar on me, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was waiting. You know, I was waiting for the Bon Jovi or Bruce well, Springsteen I was just reference. Say so. that. Yeah, they're, they're both awesome too. Uh, you know, uh, Slippery When Wet is an, is an awesome album too. So that'd be a close second, I would say. Okay, well, we appreciate you sharing those picks with us, and we appreciate you squeezing in a few moments of time with us. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, pediatric surgeon Dr. Jeffrey Gander at UVA Children's Hospital for being with us today. So thanks, sir. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it.